0: Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And this is episode
1: 36. 30 something. Do do we need to keep counting? Like at what point can we just say, and we're back? I don't don't know. (laughs) It's gonna be this is episode 1300 900. Yeah,
0: I wonder how many years from now that is. That's a lot of episodes. We can do a lot the math, but I
1: don't feel like it.
0: I'll probably be dead by then.
1: Yeah. So, Chris, I am excited because I drove my new nine eleven here. You did to the studio.
0: You did. Did you have the bandwagon attached to the
1: to the yeah, rears? You drove I know. It over here. I'm I'm upset that somehow I'm on the bandwagon. Now. You are on
0: the bandwagon, I, um, and now the podcast is on a bandwagon because this is another podcast with two Porsche guys. <laughs>
1: Sonova, I should have just bought a Mustang.
0: You should have. Well, the good thing is we don't we don't talk about Porsches every episode. No, like some we're going to so. have
1: to help ourselves. It is. Uh, so it's kind of I mean, it is a, a running project car. We talked about it, you know, last week, but right. it's it's clearing out like it hadn't been driven in a long time. So it's almost like an old guy clearing the phlegm out of his throat like the carbs I can tell are Yuck. opening up and it. Like by the time I got over here, it was running so much better.
0: Good, well, which that's I'm happy good. About. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy to see how this goes. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to continue
1: st- influencing me. I'm, it's less <laughs> you than it is your bride
0: who keeps so, sending me. She keeps sending me really bad ideas, like over and over again.
1: So, do you want to hear the story I have about this?
0: Yeah, sure. Go ahead. We,
1: so, we, my wife is, uh, stylistically, I'm. She's just very gaudy as a person like right. just loves bright colors and way over the top things yep. that's why we have a yellow rs4 and the fact that this is a tangerine orange porsche is right up her alley and right. it has little like the deck lid is all the the gold script right which i don't care for but okay. she's like let's just keep on with the gold theme gold and orange oh my goodness okay. and she loves bbs wheels and she's like i just want the classic gold bbs rs's on here
0: this car is more classic than bbs rs's are They I look terrible so that's on an early 911
1: i couldn't find any photos that's because it looks because no one does it terrible. so here's what i did i was like i'm gonna convince you this doesn't look right so our good friend glenn auto illustrated yeah i called him i was like can i ask a favor to you can you throw together i know you already have modeled a long hood and i know you have rs's modeled can you just throw them on the car and send them to me and I'm sorry to say it looks really good. No, it doesn't.
0: It does not look good. It doesn't look good. Do you have it on your phone so you can show it to me?
1: I do. I'll just... Should I send it to you or just hand you the phone? Just
0: show it to me from there. Yeah, it that doesn't, doesn't look, look good. It doesn't look as bad as well, I thought. Well, here's the problem. Those A, those are 16s. Okay. So you won't... That is a little bit wrong. Um, B, the tires are very small. Right. And you will not like how that actually looks in real life. True. The, the, the profile on the tires is going to be too small. It's just not good. It doesn't... The wheel arches on a 911 are not round.
1: Right. So no. when you
0: So when you get tires that are too small, it kind of, like, fucks with the shape of... Too big. It's too big, like, on, on, the, on okay. the lefts and rights of the tires. It leaves like a really large shape there. And it doesn't look good. <laughs> it looks good there because it's all black. And you can't really see it. I know what you mean. But I'm telling you... I know the
1: problem is my wife has very strong opinions and makes most of the money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you this. My opinions are stronger than your wife when yeah, it comes to this she's stuff. She's
1: just going to hate you more
0: than that. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. But I will never cease to give you just shit every time we do a podcast if you put dumb shit on your car. I, well, I, will, I'm I will be relentless. I'm trying I will
1: to be the dumb shit that is on the car.
0: Well, I've already helped you on step one.
1: Step one with the muffler. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's nice. And I, brought, I've ordered the, I brought
0: Jake a muffler yesterday.
1: You literally, like, I was at work, my day job, and he's like, where are you? I was like, because I work. He's like, specifically, where are you? <laughs> and he shows up and gives me a muffler. Yeah. So that was very nice. I also ordered the new headlights for it good, already. Good. So those will be here this week.
0: And so you'll have to, did you order the Fuchs? Just order them. I haven't. Just order them. Just order the Fuchs. Happy it's wife, a cheap happy wheel. life. No, if you put RSs on that car. I'm not probably going to put RSs on the okay. car. Okay, that's all right. What are you thinking about doing instead?
1: Well, I, honestly, I love Steelies.
0: Well, just do it then. What the fuck? What's the I problem? We'll just see. do what you want. It's your car, realistically. Yeah, you know, so you're the one that's really passionate about cars. You know, she sent me a message saying something Jeez. along the lines of, uh, "Oh, I just love really gaudy things, and I love, <laughs> I love like gold and diamonds." <laughs> and I went, Nikki, it's a nine eleven. It is, it is a jewelry item. Yeah, as itself. As itself, as it sits. It's already a luxury jewelry item. You here's, don't need to make it. Here's the analogy
1: it. I just came up with. It's like having this awesome diamond and putting, like, fake jewels on the diamond.
0: It's like a vajazzle. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: Just yeah, like yeah. you
0: just don't want to put a vajazzle on things. It's no, it's no good, no good at all. So uh, we are here for. Are we still calling them quick shifts? No, nah, this is just our midweek episode. All right, this is our midweek episode, and I know you have something cool to share. I do. So this is going to be something that's going to take a few episodes because I have a feeling that I haven't kind of gotten through all of the segments that we're going to have to do to cover this story. Okay, but I did one with kind of a hook at the end, Ooh. and uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see how people to see if they like it. Do you um, still have it on your computer? Well, I printed it now. It's <laughs> <laughs> is i i did all this work getting it ready for today and then i went to pull it up today and it was gone like half of it was gone all the work was gone which was weird because it was on google drive and usually that stuff just sticks around
1: you would think hopefully so this is now going to be like a, a mini series
0: a little bit a very mini series. the
1: first mini series the, the <laughs> first mini series that we're going to have
0: um and this actually the story came from jess is the one that kind of led Your my wife jess yeah she led me on to this uh, story all right, i'm excited all right, so imagine being a driver enthusiast. The year's like 1970. 69, 70, somewhere in there. Right
1: the, at my 911. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Got it.
0: Um, in the mindset. Except for most cars actually had 500 cubic inches versus... I know. You know, however many <laughs> cubic inches that thing is. So we're talking American muscle. I'm talking American muscle. In a way... Um, Actually, no. <laughs> we're okay. talking about the complete opposite of that. But I'm trying to give a feeling of the air. Every, the cars are hu- The engines are huge. Yep. 1970. Yachts the, the gas crisis hasn't really kicked in yet. Yep. So it's the muscle car. The war. warning signs were there, um, but no one seemed to really care. But in 1973, as we talked about another episode, the Middle Eastern leverage uh, started to show its strength. And OPEC, course, OPEC. Yep. OPEC placed an oil embargo in the United States. Um, after the sanctions, the price of gasoline increased 37% at that time. Yeah, significant. Right. So there's a uh, um, basically, it's like everybody that had like a Boss 402 or a Mustang or a Chevelle was like. Just these huge, big blocks. Fuck, yeah. Know? I wonder if the market on those cars just like tanked. It was like impossible to buy. Well, it
1: certainly increased the market for small cars. Right. That's when all these little economy hatches
0: came out. Right, that's that's absolutely true. Um, so it's basically where you know locking gas caps came from. The gas pumps were locked as well. Like you couldn't get wow. gas. I mean, if they even if they had gas, they had locks on the gas pump that you had to like go get an attendant to come out and like take the lock off the pump so you could crazy. put gas in your car. And then some places just had no gas at all. Right. Um, so
1: you always see the photos of the era of like no gas uh, in front of a station and people are just lined up down the street.
0: Right. Yeah. That, that's exactly what it was. I can't imagine that. And I can't either. Especially think about getting seven miles per gallon. So you had to fill <laughs> up your car and then at whatever, at a thir- 37% increase and then it was just, the gas was gone. I mean, yeah. you just used it all in like five minutes. You know, it's just. whenever
1: wonder if everyone just rode motorcycles then. That's what I would do.
0: Yes. That is what we're going to get into a little bit. Oh, a little okay. Bit. Um, so enter Dale Clift. So he was a really talented engineer. He worked for a company called uh, Lighten, which was involved in a lot of military projects. Um, Dale, uh, he loved boats. He was a, he was a motorcycle guy. Okay. Um, he did a lot of water skiing. He did a lot of research on all the things that he liked. So everything that he had, he couldn't really leave it alone. Okay. So he had, like a, like, a little, probably, like, a 16-foot boat from what I could see. And he, like, modified the hull to try to get it to go faster to pull skiers. <laughs> and there's pictures of him, like, standing on chairs that are attached to skis and, like, doing kind of weird shit. Um, he uh, built his own engine for the boat, did, like, you know, pumper carburetors on the thing when it wasn't supposed yep. to have them. Um, he had a Mustang Mach 1 at the time. Uh, he did all kinds of stuff with true stroke bikes. He put like a um, a supercharger on it off of, I can't remember what, this is one of the things that yeah. I lost. It's just gone. Oh. But he put a like, supercharger on, like a little Honda Trail or something like that okay. and ran it off the crank. And it didn't actually go faster because the, the parasitic... Uh, energy loss, loss of, was more yep. but he just did like all this kinds of crazy shit and broke everything and, <laughs> i mean he was a really cool engineer that had a lot of great ideas to how to make things more fun right but once the gas crisis came around you know he had a mustang Mach one he's like well shit i can't i can't drive that right because it's right. cost a million dollars so he started driving his motorcycle to and from work which was like 10 miles
1: okay and do
0: we know what kind of bike it was uh, he had a myriad of different bikes. Okay. I couldn't, I have no idea which one he was driving around at the time, but he had a lot of different stuff. Okay. Um, so every once in a while it would rain. Right. So he wanted to figure out a way where he could still ride his bike in the rain. Um, okay. so, um, I have a, there's a book that was written about this. So I'm going to read a couple segments out of the book, um, from a first person perspective of this guy's buddy. Oh, right, so okay, So this is, this is Dale's buddy, Richard Smith. Um, with gas prices hitting 75 cents a gallon, Dale was wondering how he could ride his bike to work in the rain while being properly dressed for work. As an engineer at a military company, I'm guessing yeah, in 1970,
1: Yep, had a suit and tie, right? Can't get
0: wet. No. Well, you could, but you'd look like an idiot when you showed up. Right. To solve his problem, Dale decided on a three-wheeled vehicle. The vehicle would be powered by his motorcycle. He could ride his motorcycle in good weather and power his three-wheeler in bad. The front wheel of his bike would be removed, and the rest of the bike attached to the rear of an enclosure with two front wheels, thus an all-weather three-wheeler. Okay. And being the guy that, like, did the hole on his boat, modified his engine, put a supercharger on, he went for it, right? I mean, he— Yeah. Um, so he built the car. So he built, like, a little three-wheel motorcycle thing. Vehicle, we'll
1: call it at this point. A vehicle, <laughs> right.
0: It was loosely a vehicle. So it had half-inch brazed conduit frame. Okay. Was the frame of this thing. Yep. Um, it had a windshield from a Corvair. Um, and the frame was covered in metallic naga hide. And what the hell is naugahyde, you asked. So I had to look this up because I didn't know what naga hide it is. was. It's an artificial material designed to resemble leather right. made from fabric coated with rubber or vinyl resin. So it's just like this. It's pleather. I think so. Or but vinyl. But if it has re- vinyl resin in it, it might be stiffer. Sure. So I don't know if it's something you wrap with Did it you say it was
1: metallic covered,
0: though? Yeah, metallic naga hide. Okay. So, there's no pictures of this vehicle anywhere. <laughs> it does not exist. I looked, there's nothing. Um, the engine was from a 300, 305 Honda Superhawk. The brakes were motorcycle, but a cable was converted, excuse me, to be used with a pedal. Um, the front suspension, the left and right forks were from a motorcycle. Okay. Um, basically, all the moving parts were motorcycle. Right. Um, the thing was apparently scary. Yeah. Especially at like highway speeds, it was scary. So we drove it uh, to and from work. His buddy, um, Richard, that wrote this book, rode in it a few times. His wife rode in it a few times. Um, it was really unnerving at high speeds. Exhaust fumes were like in the cabin. Uh, um, so it drove back and forth to work a bunch of times, and Dale was inspired. Um, unfortunately, this was the only vehicle Dale uh, was, was involved with that ever became a true functioning car and the only one that would ever drive. Okay. So um, here's another little excerpt from the book, and uh, I just want to give credit where credit's due and let you guys know what I'm reading from this, from this guy's book. Sure. Um, Dale's three-wheeler was no small hit around town because it was unusual. Nobody had ever seen a vehicle like it. It's 1970, right? There, there's not like... Do we know where this was? California. Okay. So this is Ventura Boulevard, California. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like Mecca, right? Right. For many months, the strange little car was seen around town, especially in the area where Dale lived which was one block south of Ventura Boulevard. All this set the stage for an interesting evening as Dale and his wife enjoyed dinner at a restaurant on Ventura Boulevard. During dinner, they were approached by a person who struck up a conversation about Dale's three-wheeled car. The person informed Dale that he could put, that he could put him in touch with someone who might be interested in producing a three-wheeled car. It is my belief that this was not a chance encounter, but rather a setup. It opened what was to become one of the most highly structured scams involving automobiles in history. all right so um that's where i'll kind of leave the story for now that's our hook that's our hook there's a lot more story to go i can imagine and it's really interesting um but i I wanted to find out what kind of happened to that original prototype right okay um and uh richard says as the 70s came to a close dale and his wife were preparing to move to uh to the san fernando valley Mm -hmm. not willing to take the car with him dale asked if i would like to take the car He had not been storing it in the next-door neighbor's garage, or he had been storing it in the next-door neighbor's garage, so I went next door to take a look at it. It was a pathetic-looking machine with much of the naugahyde rotted off and the thick coat of dust on it. At the time, I could not see any use I would have for it and considered that it would only be in my way. That was the last time I ever saw that car, and I have no idea what became of it. That's kind of sad. It is sad. So... Yeah, that's, that's where we're going to leave it. So okay. uh, we're going to leave it with it becoming the most highly structured scam involving automobiles in history. <laughs> so it was crazy that I'd never heard this story before. Right. And, it's, and it's really good. So I hope everybody uh, is hooked and you can you know stick with us. Will we recognize the story at all or any part of this? Or no. the
1: vehicle? None? No.
0: You, you might recognize the vehicle once we get there. But if you haven't thought about it now, you're not going to think about it later. I mean, you won't, you, if you don't know what I'm talking about already, you'll have no idea.
1: I mean, there is a three wheeler that comes to mind. There's two of them, but what are they? Well, the Peel P50.
0: Yep, it's not it has nothing okay. to do with the Peel. Yeah,
1: because that I think that's Top Gear was saying that's the smallest car that's ever been
0: produced. Well, yeah, or it fit into a BBC elevator, right? right. I mean, he, I remember seeing Joel. <laughs> yeah, or, he was uh, Joel. going.
1: He was going down the uh, the cubicle. Yeah, little yeah, hallways. just
0: polluting the hell out of that office. A too Everybody cycle. went home early that day. I bet.
1: <laughs> and then the other one, I don't even know the
0: name of it. It's the Robin.
1: Well, there's the Reliant Robin. Yeah. But there's also one that I can vaguely remember seeing that I think was American in this period, but it was the front wheel was the the single wheel and two yeah. out back, and it was kind of the wedge shape and I don't know the name of it.
0: Yeah, that's similar to what this shape is. So, okay. yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll get there. And uh, I'm excited to hear about this. So, we have to wait until next week you to hear the rest of it? You have to wait until next week to hear the rest. Well, the, the next section of this story. Okay. So I had it a little bit longer when I had written it originally, but I got screwed. So no, that's um, fine. I think we got the original just apart. You know, great engineer makes awesome thing. Yeah. So that's interesting.
1: So seventies out in California and midst the gas crunch. That's it's it's interesting. I'm I'm excited to hear the rest.
0: All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll get you guys back on the road to whatever you're doing, and uh, we'll see you. Actually, we're going to be at back to the 80s we are on uh saturday, saturday. Yep. um we're not broadcasting from there but we really encourage you guys to come out and support a you know the local show here um and support your 80s vibe i guess there's costume contests
1: oh that'll be interesting yeah, So we'll see are you dr- are you planning on dressing up no <laughs> no not in, not unless you
0: consider an overcrest t-shirt dressing up
1: yeah okay well i'll dress
0: up then as well please do yeah, go for in it in an Be-
1: over T-shirt. Yeah, there you go. So come
0: see us there, and we'd we'd love to see you. We've got we're gonna have a, a, a couple of cool cars. If I can get my car done, I'll have my car there. It's not '80s. I know, but they insist on me bringing it. So it's oh yeah, the guys that run it insist. I'm like, hey, doesn't have impact bumpers, doesn't have the right. Well, it does have the right engine. But I'm from like from an '80s car. From an '80s I guess. car. Hey, yeah. there you go. I can say it's got a, a, an engine from the '80s. Yeah. But I've got so much work to do on it. I mean, I, I just it's a little overwhelming what I've got ahead of me in the next few days. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah.
1: So again, this is uh, June 16th at the Burnsville center uh, in Burnsville, Minnesota. That's so right. We will hopefully see you then. Otherwise we will see you next
0: week. Yep. Take care guys.